This is episode 109 with Nick Bear. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, forever athlete, and your personal performance coach. Today, I had the chance to sit down with Nick, founder of BPN Supplements, U.S. Army Infantry veteran, author of 25 Hours a Day, and an all-around badass athlete. We had a chance to catch up at the BPN headquarters in Austin, Texas, and we really dive into where his whole life motto of Go One More started from. We speak on everything from patience to pushing through when you need to, analyzing his current training and how he's continuing to build one of the world's leading supplement companies, all while gearing up for the Leadville 100. If you don't know what that is, it's a wild 100-mile ultramarathon through the mountains of Colorado. Dude is absolutely insane. You'll gain a ton of knowledge from this conversation, I promise you. So buckle up. We're about to dive into it. Well, Nick, welcome to the Athletic Mindset Podcast. I'm excited to sit down with you and honestly pick apart this beast mentality that I've just been witnessing through social media, and it's unreal to be sitting here with you. I appreciate it. Now, thanks for the opportunity for me to tell my story, share the journey. It has been quite the journey, and that's the way I always describe it because I look back at where all this stuff started 10 years ago, and it goes so fast. Sometimes I don't realize the, the progress we've made and the things mm-hmm. we've done. But it's been it's been fun. It's really been ten years now since the start. I started it in two thousand and twelve. Okay. So it was a year before graduating college. Mm-hmm. I was out in Western Pennsylvania. Started BPN out of my small college apartment above this bar. And yeah, it was almost I guess nine years ago at this point. Come up on ten. But I've loved nutrition and fitness for, for many years before that. I think that's apparent in how you've built it. I want before we dive and digress too much into BPN, I do want to pull the curtains back. Rewind ten more years. We share a common connection with Ellie Clack Ellie Keck. She listens to the show. So Ellie, shout out to you. You guys were next door neighbors growing up. How much did that environment growing up kind of play a role into who we see today in you? Oh, so much. You know, so my dad's side of the family, the Bears, they were dairy farmers. So I remember growing up visiting my grandpa's farm. So I knew what hard work looked like. like that side of the family never had to tell me you got to work hard. Mm. Like it was just expected. I watched them wake up at 4 a.m., milk the cows, and then at night after dinner, milk the cows again. And then my mom's side of the family, they were the ones that joined the military. So my grandfather, my uncle, my cousins, the Hetricks. They were, they were military, and uh, I took a, a lot of information from them as well. So just from a family aspect, I learned a lot. That was a, an interesting dynamic between the two. Mm-hmm. And then grew up in central Pennsylvania, which was an amazing experience. I mean, my, my backyard and Ellie's backyard, it was, it's a farm field. You know, it's, it's rural Pennsylvania, farmland everywhere, small town mm-hmm. right outside of Hershey, but it was an amazing experience, and it definitely was this foundational piece of, of growing up. I learned a lot from my, my dad. learned a whole lot from my mom. You know, my mom was – she was a, a supervisor and a teacher in special education. She also coached Special Olympics, and I always make this comparison where she found her passion so early on in life, mm-hmm. and she just fulfilled that passion, and I wanted that same thing, and I feel very fortunate and grateful to have found my passion so early on because so many people don't so many people get to the point where they're 60 years old and haven't found their passion yet Mm -hmm. and aren't fulfilling their passion so that dynamic of of where i grew up 
the family that I had, the background, it's a foundational piece of everything. Yeah. And that's another actually shared connection. My mom is in special education as well. She specializes in transition services. So kids that are like 18 to 21, the public school system, you know, after they graduate high school, she helps them kind of assimilate to the real world. Do they call that uh, life skills? Uh, No, they should, but they should. It's literally just called transition services. And it's similar seeing her passion. And I'm sure it's very similar memories that you had watching your mom. It was great. And I think, I mean, I can say I learned a lot of patience from watching her growing up, hearing the stories. And I'm sure that plays a role in to running what you now run with BPN, right? The patience has got to be a huge factor in everything. I've never actually pulled that comparison. And now that you bring that up, that I'll, I'll probably talk about that for, <laughs> for everything moving forward, where I always talk about the greatest skill that I've had in building my business and, and mm-hmm. BPN is patience and going after the long game rather than the short win and watching my mom you know, grow up in, in special education and in that system, the school district, extreme patience is required. Yeah. So I never really pull that comparison, but that's, that's a good point. Well, I think you're a living example of being patient with the outcome. Like you just mentioned, looking at the, the big picture, you want long-term success. It's not about like blowing up today and selling out and selling BPN to someone else. Right. But you take relentless action into making that patient goal and outcome come true. Is that fair to say? Is that how you attack each day? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's like, it's that thought process of the things I do today, mm. we might not see a result in two, five, or 10 years. So I want to take this massive immediate action now to facilitate, because there's a lot of small things you have to do. You have to do it with, with fast, deliberate action in order to build and compound to these big goals, right? So I think sometimes people hear patience and mm-hmm. that they think they can slow down and pull back and move slower. But I move even faster because I know these small things I'm doing just compound over time to build where I want to and need to be. I love that. I love that. I want to talk about how this all started for you. You mentioned it out of your dorm room and then you're kind of left with that decision of, well, not decision. You got deployed. You went overseas to Korea and you were still trying to build this. What was that time like for you? How did you, I would imagine time management came into major key of making sure you had time to produce the content that you wanted to create, learning and educating, but also still fulfilling your duty to the U.S. military at the time. Yeah. And while moving BPN forward. Well, take us through that. Yeah. So I started the brand in 2012 mm. and I did it backwards from the way most people on social media build a business. I built the business first mm. and then realized, okay, I need some sort of marketing platform. I need to, to build a, a social media following. So it wasn't until 2014 that I started using social media to build the brand and just tell stories online. In 2016, we got orders from Fort Hood, where I was stationed in Texas, to go to South Korea for nine months. And I knew that when returning from South Korea, I was going to be transitioning out of the military and moving to the civilian sector. So when I left for Korea, the business was making $2,000, a month. Mm. Not enough to sustain when I got out of the military. And most of the money I'm making in the military, I'm dumping back into the business. I'm not saving anything of it. I'm just dumping it back into BPN 
I mean, I, I, I started like a retirement, a Roth IRA account when I first joined the military. Mm-hmm. And within two years, I had to liquidate that to, to supply the business with cash flow. So every dollar I was making with, with the military, I was dumping back into BPN. When I got to South Korea and I was there for nine months, that was the most productive nine months of my life where I completely maximized time. Because when I was in Texas, I had this 30-minute drive to mm. and from work every day. So it was an hour, hour wasted, essentially, driving. And when I was in the military, military was always priority. Like, I was an infantry platoon leader. That was always my prim- primary job. And when I was at work, work was the focus. When I was at training, when I was in the field, that was the focus. But my free time, I was single at the time. really didn't have too many friends outside of, of the military, or really any friends outside of the military. And my, my passion and my hobbies were building a business. So while people were either going out, playing video games, watching movies, whatever they were doing, working on their car, I was building my business. Mm-hmm. So when I woke up, I was filming videos, would go to work, would come home from work. I'd keep filming videos, learn how to build a business, research other businesses. And those nine months that I spent in Korea completely revolutionized the brand because I learned so much there and I dedicated all my free time to growing this brand. So within 90 days of being there, we went from making $2,000 a month to $10,000 a month. And that kind of gave me the confidence of saying, okay, when I transition back to the States and I transition out of the military, I can probably do this full time. I didn't start paying myself. It timed up really well where I started the business in 2012, got out of the military in 2017. I was able to then pay myself in 2017. Hmm. So I didn't take any money from the business for the first five years. And the only reason I took money in 2017 was I needed to, to pay my mortgage. I needed to, uh, to buy food. It was me and my brother at the time. And he moved down from Pennsylvania to help build mm-hmm. and sustain the business. But when he moved down, like he quit his full-time job. He was living in my house. He was driving my truck. I couldn't pay him. And I look back and it was, it was just the most wild time of my life. Like the year of 2016, 2017, early 2018, we were just trying to figure it out and we were trying to keep our head above the water. It was some of the most fun times, most stressful times, mm-hmm. but it was this pivotal point that we needed to experience to get us to that next step. Yeah. And I, I remember I've read your book 25 hours a day and yep. it's definitely caught my eye. Cause I was like, all right, does this guy know something that I don't know? Is there an extra hour in there that I'm like missing out on? But in hearing kind of how, just intentional you are with your time even that little comment of well i was driving a half hour each way and that was an hour wasted i was like yeah he's not wrong there like you can make it productive you can listen to a podcast that's going to move your business forward or find something that's going to help you still make sure you're you're not wasting just a half hour sitting in traffic i want to talk on in 2017 i definitely remember a piece of you're trying to figure out how to train yourself and you threw yourself into two to three CrossFit workouts a day and marathon training. And it's funny now because three, four years later, I think your body has the capacity to handle that. I see it all the time, but back then not so much. And you ran into a little bit of overtraining. What did that do for you to prepare you for what you do now? I mean, I overtrained in 2017. I also overtrained in 2021. <laughs> so you're still figuring out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a few months ago, March, April. Mm-hmm. So kind of backtrack a little bit. 2017, 
I'm kind of like an experiment for everything I do in fitness mm. where like I love testing the ingredients for BPN. Like I'll test individual ingredients by themselves as a control before I add them to a full ingredient profile and then I'll, you know, we'll test the entire product. I love being that guinea pig. I also love being the guinea pig for different training systems mm-hmm. and seeing how supplements and how nutrition and sleep and all this stuff affects your training, your performance and your health. 2017, I, I wanted to transition into more endurance stuff to see, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of training was required for that. So I was training for the marathon. I was, I was doing CrossFit. I was still trying to do bodybuilding cause I didn't want to lose size. And I reached, I reached burnout. Mm-hmm. I, I overtrained. So I then knew, okay, well this is what my body can handle. This is how I was fueling it with nutrition. This is how much I was sleeping. This is where my body reaches breaking point. Let's pull back. Let's recover. Let's, let's, let's learn more about training now. And then when I decided to do so, then I went into Ironman prep to marathon prep to Ironman prep to marathon prep back to Ironman prep. The last two years of my life have been insane in terms of training. And I've learned more in the last two years mm. because I'm the person that, and I talk about this during challenge Cancun where I can learn a whole lot. You can learn a whole lot from, mm. from reading about it or studying it. But you truly don't understand it until you do it. And I want to learn and understand. And that's why I like to, to do it. So when I did the, the sub-three-hour marathon in January of 2021, just a few months ago, it was a big goal that I knocked off the lift, mm-hmm. list. I stopped lifting for a few months prior to that to lose, try to lose some muscle and some size and accomplish that goal. And then when I got back into Ironman prep, my body – wasn't really recovered. Mm-hmm. So from February to essentially challenge Cancun till, till May <laughs> till now, um, my body like went through a really hard time of trying to re- like maintain recovery mm-hmm. and get back on track. So I, I definitely hit uh, another period of overtraining where I really felt it in March, April and May. And I mean, it's still May. I'm still like feeling yeah. recovery now. Ever since Challenge Cancun's been over, I've been resting more. I have, I feel a whole lot better. But it was one of those things where I wanted to experience it myself. I wanted to learn. And at the time, I knew I reached a level of overtraining, but the race was coming up. But all that experience, all the information I gained from that can help me in my future training and help, you know, educate other people on on training and nutrition and seeing what the limits are of the body. Mm -hmm. I, I, I experienced and learned the limits of the body through my military training through ranger school. And it's constantly just learning where, where those limits lie and how do factors and variables such as sleep, nutrition, stress play a role in your performance and your ability to recover. That's why I wanted to have you on here, quite frankly, because you are someone that actively seeks out that barrier. And like once you find that line and go and you maybe you tow it or sometimes cross over, you aren't afraid to then go there again using like what you learned from that past experience where most people, they put their hand towards that fire, they get burned and they say, you know what? That's just not for me. I want to take a step back. I'm I'm not going to do it. But what I see with you is like, all right, like, yeah, I tried marathon running and 
it wasn't great the first time. It still was pretty, it was faster than when I ran my first marathon. But you were like, all right, cool. We got some feedback. How am I going to approach it a little bit better, a little bit smarter the next time? And you take the holistic approach too of nutrition, sleep, recovery, like making sure you're balancing time off. How do you balance the training with running all of this that is BPN now because it's become this beast of a company nine years in. That's a tough part because, (laughs) you know, I do all of this training for one, because I I love training. I Mm -hmm. love fitness. I I love everything I do, but there's a a whole deeper part of, of doing this. It's because we have this business in this community and I'm able to do this different training to educate people on it. So it's, it's part of our business model, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's a win-win for me where it helps educate people. It provides a resource. It helps build the business. It satisfies my desire to, to train and, and improve mm-hmm. fitness. The balance is something I'm still trying to figure out, but essentially it's, it's creating 25 hours in a day when everyone else has 24, you know, and as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you just, you just make it work where the, the workday starts at 5 a.m. And it typically doesn't end until 10 p.m. You know, there's not, it's not an eight to five because it can't be. Mm. And I don't want it to be. Yeah. Right. Like I love what I do. I love the work. I love the mission. So like for me, like this weekend, for example, my wife's out of town. I'm going to spend this weekend listening to audiobooks on uh, a few on, on gut health. Because mm. I'm diving into a lot of gut health stuff right now. I'm going to train. I'm going to record some podcasts. I'm going to use the opportunity to push us just a little bit further. You know, just, just keep pushing. Keep pushing forward. And I don't know if there is much balance right now. <laughs> I don't think that there ever will be because I, I really don't want there to be. Yeah. You mean to tell me you didn't start BPN because you just were tired of paying for supplements? and That was part of it. <laughs> that was part of it. I feel like it. that's every college kid's like thought process. You're like, well, I need the creatine the protein like you name it and you're like okay well this is expensive i thought i need a way to justify this loan that i'm about to take out to to (laughs) buy all my supplements so i'm gonna start a company out of it it's perfect a smart business move there and talking back to balance i think what's beautiful about bpn is it is an extension of you as a, a human it is literally just a living breathing extension of who you are and, and what you would do anyway. And on one side, on the pro side, that makes it super easy to come up with content, to come up with new innovative products and keep pushing and raising that standard in the supplement industry. Because I think that's something you try to do every day in your life. But it is a challenge on the flip side to separate the two. How, do, how have you created boundaries to step away when you need to step away to recharge, to make sure you're still kind of prioritizing you and making sure that when you are showing up, you're fully present, you're fully in it and ready to go. Building the team, building the team, hiring the right people for the longest time, you know, the first six years of business, Mm. five, six years of business, I couldn't really hire people because we needed to keep pushing the money back into the business. When I was finally able to hire people and hire the right people, not just bodies, but the right person for the right job, mm-hmm. it allowed me to focus on the bigger, more important things to me, which was the vision, the mission, initiatives, campaigns, stuff like that. So I hired creative director who's super talented, marketing director, 
Wyatt, who helps facilitate mm-hmm. everything at BPN. My brother handles all operations. Joe handles quality control. So hiring the right people to allow me to focus on the big things. And, and for me, that's how I, I fell in love with running is because running for me is solitude. Mm-hmm. And that solitude is like my meditation of digesting and dissecting these topics or these problems that I'm dealing with and finding solutions. What do you listen to when you run? Music or nothing? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Even on the longer stuff. Yep. No, nothing. I did for a while in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I got tired of my headphones not working. Finding different music, and like for me, I've really found on these like long, slow, easy runs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget I'm even running. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about a, a topic that I'm I'm struggling with. Mm. Like if there's ever something that I'm struggling with in life, whether it's a a relationship or someone that I have to, to fire or hire. Like I'll know it's an issue because every time I run, I can't think of anything else mm-hmm. but that. And I'm able to really like dissect these things when I'm running. And I always find like the solutions on mm-hmm. my runs. Always. I love that. I, I, when I hear that, I think of this concept of, of working out versus working in. And I think fitness can be a vehicle for both of those for a lot of us. So working out would be if you're really frustrated in your anger and these heavier emotions, we would go and release them by probably throwing weights around or running sprints. Whereas that's why I love, I'm a distance swimmer myself. And that's what I loved about what distance provided me because it was this opportunity to work in every single time. And you kind of mentioned it, you like kind of get lost in just the flow of things I mean, I just get goosebumps thinking of just clicking pace, 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 like mile after mile, 100 after 100 in the pool. And like, I feel like there's no better feeling than that. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll be running and I'll be thinking about something. And then I start thinking about how crazy it is. My body is just doing these things on its own. And the only way it would stop is if my mind tells it to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like probably like swimming too, where you're swimming and you're thinking about something else. And the only reason your body would stop swimming is if you consciously said, stop. Yeah. Because it falls in this rhythm and this rhythm becomes habit and routine and it under like these motor patterns understand it mm-hmm. and it allows yourself to have like experiences solitude. Yeah. It's, it's almost like that meditation concept of you become the observer of your own self. Um, oh, I, think of, I think of it all the time where I'm almost outside of my body watching myself run mm-hmm. and it's a crazy experience. Like the, the runner's high, probably like the swimmer's high, like mm-hmm. an endurance high. It's like this out of body experience that when it's happening, it's completely mind blowing and you don't want it to go away. You don't want it to stop. So you're constantly searching for that high again. That's why I always joke like endurance athletes. I think we have a sick view on pain. Because oftentimes we get that pleasure in moments where we're running a marathon or we're like so much in the suck where to the common person on the street, they're walking by and they're like, Nick, why are you doing that? It's Saturday morning. What do you mean you're going on an 18 mile run right now? Like I'm hungover on my way to brunch to just forget about what I did last night and restart it. How have you intentionally made sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people so that when you... I mean, you're an ambitious guy. You got huge goals, not just for yourself, but for the company. If you're not careful, I feel like if you tell this to the wrong people, self-doubt's going to come in. Fear is going to start to come up. 
how have you navigated that? Is it through intentionally picking the right people, like the team that you've built out around you? Yeah, I'm, my my circle is it's pretty small mm. because for one, most people can't relate to like yeah. the way I want to live my life. So like they don't want to be a part of my life, and I don't want them to be a part of my life, or I don't want to be a part of their life. And my life is has evolved over mm. the last ten years, and it's going to evolve the next ten years. You know, I'll find new things that I fall in love with, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dive deep into those passions and explore new passions and, and experiences. But yeah, like hiring the for me, like hiring people on the team is the most important position and responsibility of of being a CEO and a business owner. Because I only want people who are going to add to the energy, not take away. Mm-hmm. And I typically feel like my, I follow my gut and I've learned to follow my gut because when I make decisions where I don't follow my gut, it's always the wrong decision. Whether that's a new hire or working with a new brand or company, if I don't follow my gut, it's, it never works out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in person, I try to surround myself with only like positive mm. energy people, but you know the online community. I was about um, to say of the the million whatever people that follow you there, it's kind of hard to control like what comes in, right? Yeah, that's why <laughs> social media, man. It's like online, especially during like the quarantine and COVID mm-hmm. and everything. More people are spending time online, you know. And I say this, and I'll give context to it. Like I, I post when I post YouTube videos. I don't ever go into YouTube comments. I don't ever read them. And it's not to say I don't care about them, mm-hmm. but I know that if I, if I read comments, like there's one, if there's one comment that throws me off, I will completely not be able to create for like two mm-hmm. or three days. Like if there's one negative comment that really digs into me, whether it's about like someone on the team mm-hmm. or my family or, or my beliefs or something, like that one comment can ruin all, all the good ones. So I really don't even allow myself to look at the comments anymore because of how of a disgusting place it can be. Yeah. And sometimes I just I post it and I forget. I, I try to I try to wish and hope that this negativity just doesn't exist anymore. But it makes you realize like there's evil out there, mm-hmm. and if you want to, you can surround yourself with this evil, or you can just surround yourself with the people you want to surround yourself with. Yeah, I mean, if you want if you want to feel like shit, there's plenty of other people out here in this world that would happily join you in yeah. that like pity party. But I think you do a great job of intentionally getting out of that stuff and getting out of that headspace. It is obviously a challenge when those things are just kind of thrown at you and you're unexpected. So good on you for creating those boundaries and uh, a system in place. Maybe next step is hire someone to just handle all social media for you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's also I, mean, I feel this responsibility because we we built mm. this platform, and you know mo- most most uh, like ninety eight percent of the feedback and the comments yeah. are great, but I always get nervous when someone new is on the team mm. and they're in a video, and I just hope and I pray that like someone doesn't attack them yeah. in the comments because it's not fair. You know, it's not fair, but it's it's at the end of the day, it's part of it. It's going to happen. It's out there. But that's why I feel such a responsibility and like an obligation to help people feel better in mm-hmm. every part of their life. And a lot of that stems from fitness and nutrition. If you take care yeah. of your body through 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 training and recovery and eating right, it's crazy what it can do for, for the mind and every other aspect of your life. Yeah. You mentioned you're diving into gut health stuff. Um, 
how's that been going? What have you found so far? Are you finding more mental clarity, less foggy brain, as they like to say, on a day-to-day basis through whatever practices you've adopted so far? Yeah, I mean, when I say I've been diving into gut health, it's really been like the last four years. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Like... But what you we find and we know is the gut is so complex, mm-hmm. and the microbiome in the gut is it's so different from person to person. So it's something that everyone should be educated on, and that's what I want to use you know my platforms for is, mm-hmm. is to help people learn about their gut and how to take care of their gut because your gut is your your second brain essentially. Your gut talks directly to your your brain through the vagus nerve. And because there's there's live living bacteria in your gut, good and bad, you have to fuel that bacteria mm-hmm. with prebiotics to facilitate healthy probiotics and postbiotics. And the gut controls everything. It controls your, your sleep, your recovery, your performance, your mental state, like everything. Mm-hmm. But what's hard is my gut looks different than your gut yeah. and everyone's gut is so different. So you have to learn like, how do you, how do you fix your gut? If there is an issue, how do you take care of your gut? And a lot of that's related to different foods you're eating, fiber, mm-hmm. prebiotics, lack of stress and, and proper sleep and recovery. So I've been experimenting with all types of different stuff from different types of fibers. Mm-hmm. I love prebiotics. I, I hate probiotics. I love prebiotics and postbiotics. I believe in a very plant diverse Mm. diet. So for example, one of the things me and my wife have recently started doing is working with like this local farm Mm co-op. It's called farmhouse delivery. It's based on Austin, but they have them all over the the States called different things, but a farm co-op. And essentially every Thursday we get a delivery from farmhouse delivery comes to our front door and it's this big bin, sometimes two, and it's whatever produce is in season. Mm-hmm. So like we'll get different types of vegetables and produce every single week. But it helps us to get more plant diversity into our diets. You know, because I recently was talking to my buddy Dan Churchill. And I was it's so funny. I was gonna be like, I had Dan Churchill on here and it sound it's a he highlighted how gut health impacts our mindset and how we're able to then function a day to day. I love happy you brought that up. Yeah. I love talking to Dan about it because the way Dan described it is, you know, just like the evolution of everything else in my business and my life, the same goes for nutrition. Mm -hmm. And if you would ask me about nutrition, when I was first getting into bodybuilding in 2009, I would have told you, yeah, hit your proteins, fats and carbs and you're good. Yeah. But now like after talking to Dan and I believe the same thing at the end of the day, I'm not looking at protein, fats, and carbs anymore. I'm conscious of what I've consumed, mm-hmm. but I want to see this wider range of colors that were my diet. So like yesterday, for example, I had some bananas in the morning. So like there's some yellows. Then for lunch, I had some sprouts and some purple sweet potatoes. Mm. And then for dinner, I had an orange, an apple, blueberries, broccolini, like all these different colors, greens, purples, reds, carrots, oranges, stuff like that. So I look for for different colors in my diet, and that's evolved quite dramatically. I love it. I I mean, we can't do Dan's accent any justice on here, but love when he just says, Oh my gosh, it's getting the colors in. It's so funny. We do something similar. We get imperfect foods uh, delivered, and there's been plenty of times where I've gotten fruits and vegetables that I'm like, 
I have no idea what this is. <laughs> oh, we get the same thing. Like, how do I cook this? And another mutual friend of ours, Zach Morgan, fortunate enough to be on the BPN team yep. with you guys, like him and Dan are my go-tos to be like, I, I got leeks. Like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Like, or fennel. Like, how do I cook fennel? And they've been great as far as kind of helping me navigate the kitchen. It's a new frontier, which is fun. Has that happened to you yet where you get some stuff and you're like, what do I do with this? What does this mix with? Yeah, my go-to is I just eat it raw and <laughs> I just put it in my mouth and chew on it. Like we got radishes the other day and I was like, I don't really like want to put these in a salad or like mm. anything. So I just ate it whole. It was not like, I don't recommend it. Like yeah. eating just a raw radish was not good, but I just threw up all these radishes in my mouth and just ate them because I wanted the plant diversity. And I mean, I, I can't talk enough good things about like learning about your gut mm-hmm. and gut health. And I'm on this big train right now of just testing all these ways to optimize my health and recovery. Mm-hmm. So like one of the things I'm experimenting with right now is, is red light infrared mm-hmm. light therapy. So I'll do that every night. I've started using the, the chili pad, the chili sleep pad. I, I slept terribly last night cause I don't, don't have mine obviously when I travel. Oh, I love it. I'm pissed. <laughs> I said it, I said it 59 degrees and when it hits 59 degrees, I'm, I'm out, I'm cold, I'm, I'm relaxing. You know, so I think experimenting with those things and just different styles of training, different supplements to to sleep better. Mm-hmm. I work on a sleep supplement right now, so I'm constantly testing out new ingredients for, for sleep quality. Not to put me to sleep, but to get better sleep. Yeah. So I'm always looking for ways to optimize parts of my life. I love it. Just getting clear on where you want to go and then eliminating all the bullshit distractions that come up along the way. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'd be curious to ask, have you ever heard of beat doping? That was something that I experimented with a little bit in college pre like I swam the mile was like my event and similar to your story with radishes. I read that like beats were super great for you with endurance athletes, increasing red blood cell count and helping get uh, more oxygen into the muscles. So they're great. Yeah. Great beats are, I've never experienced or experimented with like high dosages of, of beets. I consume beet juice or, or beet yeah. powder at least once a day. Tastes um, terrible though. It right? does. Yeah. It's like dirt. <laughs> but I know it's great for like improving blood flow mm. and, and nitric oxide and great for performance, especially with endurance athletes. Yeah. And I know with the greens and reds that you guys run, or those are in the reds it is, to yep. some extent, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I want to just acknowledge you for making greens and reds that don't taste like poop. Or our like tagline for greens <laughs> is greens that don't taste like grass. Yeah. And it's true though. I, I love the flavor profiling there. So props to you there. No, thank you. You did yeah. a great job. <laughs> There's a lot of work that's gone into like flavor. Flavoring for us is it's one of our bread and butter yeah. pieces of the business and our manufacturing facility is right down the road. It's in Dallas, so it's three mm-hmm. hours from us. So I, this Tuesday, we're driving to the manufacturing facility just to lock in some new flavors. Mm-hmm. So we'll work with the R&D team and just sample flavors for hours. So if, you're, if we're working on like a, a stimulant-based product, like, like yeah. pre-workout, like flight, you'll be like jacked out of your mind at the end of the day because you've just been <laughs> sipping different flavors of pre-workout all day. So – is that an invite? Can I come back next Tuesday? Absolutely. Perfect. Come drink a bunch of flight. <laughs> You'll feel good. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm sure I'll be amped up. I want to talk a little bit about the BPN standard and kind of the quality that you instilled in this product because I think that is another reason why I wanted to sit down with you. 
I've found this great third-party resource called Labdoor a number of years ago when I first got into the fitness side of things myself. And I was blown away to see like the muscle milks of the world who unfortunately have monopolized pretty much the whole college athletics realm. And I'm like, you're telling me there's LEDs, there's like the label and accuracy that is going on with this company. It's just drives me insane and something I'm passionate about. So you guys are a great uh, example of raising that standard. Where does one, that passion come from? And two, how is that always growing and always being raised? Because I think that's another thing that sticks out to me is it's like, all right, we're, we got this great product, but how can we just like bump it up a little bit more? Yeah. Well, our, our manufacturers and label designers and printers are constantly like to us, hey, like just let the product run as it is for a little bit. <laughs> I'm, we're always, I'm always making some sort of change. Like if there's a new ingredient that comes out, I have to experiment with it. I have mm-hmm. to try it. And if I love it, I'm going to put it in a product. I'm going to find a place for it, whether an existing product or a new product. Like Reds, for example, um, we have a really good relationship with this company called Compound Solutions who makes ingredients, trademark ingredients, and then runs their ingredients through clinical studies. So they have like teacrine, dynamine, Pico2, which is a mushroom blend, all these different trademark ingredients. And they came out with this new ingredient called I. XOS, which is a prebiotic. And I tested it for a few weeks, fell in love with it. I said, we have to put this in reds. So now our next run of reds is going to have IXOS, mm. this prebiotic fiber in it. But when I started the brand in 2012, when I entered the, the industry, the industry was so different than it is now. It was like the wild, wild west. Yeah. And that's like when Jack 3D was popular and craze and all these products were getting pulled off the market because of heart attacks. Yeah, and- heart attacks <laughs> and prohibited substances and banned substances. Yeah. So initially when I started in 2012, I didn't want to use any proprietary blend. So like that was mm. our quality standard. At the time, I couldn't afford to to use a program like Inform Sport mm. like we use now because it just costs too much money. I, I started with $20,000, you know. So my quality standard in the beginning was no proprietary blends. I'm going to know who the manufacturers are, what exactly is in it, and how it's made. And then as it's kind of evolved and grown, the business has grown, first we started getting all of our products banned substance, prohibited substance tested. Mm-hmm. And now we work with informed sports. So every time a product is run on the production line, one bottle out of that batch is sent to informed sport. Informed sport will, will test it for prohibited substances. And then a few times a year, They'll go online and just buy a blind sample and they'll test it. Mm. And we do this so professional athletes, NCAA athletes, military, law enforcement, UFC, they can all use our products and know they're not going to fail a drug test. Mm. And former sport found a few years ago that one in every 10 products in the market contained a banned, banned substance, which is you know, grounds for someone yeah. losing all their credentials and everything they do in, in sports uh, as their career possibly. And then just this past week, we launched the Bear Standard. So the Bear Standard is our three core pillars, our mission statement, transparency, service, integrity. And this is something we've been talking about for the last year and a half, Mm. how we wanted to create this standard in the supplement industry. And we wanted the standard to do a few things. One, hold us accountable to our mission statement. And so our consumers can know we are being held to our, our mission statement. Also to make the barrier to entry into the supplement industry 
more difficult and create the standard saying this is this is our bare minimum mm. this should be your bare minimum and if you aren't doing this you're wrong so there's probably a lot of brands that are going to see this and say screw <laughs> you guys cuz a lot of brands a, a program like inform sports voluntary mm. you don't have to do it you don't have to get your your supplements tested for banned substances so we created these three pillars and behind the transparency pillar is every consumer can now go on our website, input their lot number, and download the testing data. So they get their certificate of analysis, and they also get their certificate from Informed Sport. Mm. So they know this is what your products were tested for, and it's passed Informed Sport certification. For our service pillar, we've partnered with Team RWB. Team Red, White, and Blue is a military nonprofit who helps military veterans transition out of the military through physical and social events because military veterans transitioning out mm. always struggle. I don't say always, but a lot of them struggle with, with staying in shape, with mental health, suicide. Like it's, it's a hard transition for a lot of people. So team RWB really gets involved in that and helps tremendously with the mm -hmm. veteran networks. So we've partnered with them and then integrity. We've published our code of ethics. So those three core pillars are now part of our website and it's our, our standard, Mm -hmm. for our business and everything we do moving forward. But we wanted to do that to, like I said, hold ourselves accountable, but also say like, if you want to be in this industry, this should be your standard as well. I love that. And I love that you, you tied it to a deeper service too. That's a, a field that I'm very passionate about, but on the athletic side of things, I think there are some similarities, obviously a lot of differences there as well, but it is a challenge when you go from, taking orders, having structure, being told, hey, just be here, and this is when you need to be here, and all of a sudden you are given free time, and you're given this almost too much autonomy. Yeah, It's like, all right, just like go be successful, and you're like, okay, but like how? It's like if we just told LeBron, like, hey, just go score a lot of points. We don't care like what training you do or anything like that, just like game day, just go score points. There's going to be a lot of frustration there. Yeah, you know? throw around a routine and, and, and structure and what you know and you're used to. Mm. It's tough. What would your advice be? Because I look at you as someone who successfully navigated that. What was that experience? And then what have you learned through that experience for anyone that might be going through that right now? Yeah, I mean, when I transitioned out, I almost went back in mm. in that first year because when I left, when I was in the military, you had this purpose of, of what you're doing and why you're serving. Mm -hmm. Like you this selfless act to serve your country and you are you're in the military for a mission that's much bigger and greater than you as as an individual and then when you transition out you lose that identity you almost lose that purpose mm -hmm. or you say like well what is my purpose now like i'm not i'm not serving this country anymore i'm just like wh why am i here you know so it's tough for a lot of people and i felt it too where i felt this lack of purpose when i left and I almost went back in, but then I, I quickly realized BPN is that purpose. Like I had this responsibility and this opportunity to serve a lot of people by helping them improve every aspect of their life. And I, I learned that very quickly, realized that very quickly. And that is now one of the best purposes of my life. Mm -mm. Do you argue it's passion? more so than purpose. We, we mix those up sometimes. I, I always say like we should be following the passion and we shouldn't really 
waste too much time getting caught up in this concept of what is my purpose? Yeah. Because through following our passion, I think we find that bigger purpose down the road. I agree with that. I think, I mean, it's hard to say like in the military, I won't necessarily say that like serving the military was my, my all time passion, Mm -hmm. but I felt this sense of purpose. So I really think it's like case dependent, Mm. but BPN was a passion that then turned into a purpose. You know, so I didn't start BPN and say, this is my purpose. Like, this is yeah. my everything. <laughs> this is my higher calling. <laughs> I was, in the beginning, I was like, I got to figure this shit out. Like, I got to make some money through this. And then when I realized, like, how much passion actually mm. was in it, and it could work, and I realized the, the people it was impacting, well, then it became a purpose. Mm. I realized its potential of what it would do, could do, and was doing, and how big that could be, like, the impact, the splash. Yeah, and I think what's cool too is you have obviously a wider range of experience in different fields before diving all in on this purpose. What skills really stand out to you that you've learned through maybe up until this point? Maybe it's through the endurance training that you do or the competitions that you're doing now or the military experience or your upbringing. If you could identify maybe two to three skills that would sum up from those experiences that you're using now to kind of just add some rocket fuel to your per to your passion and making it sure that it's like every single day feels like let's freaking go. Like this is awesome. Yeah. I think one of those was, I'm going to go back to Ranger school. Mm-hmm. That was a very pivotal point in my life. You know, it's a 61 day course. It has a 50% uh, pass rate. Yeah. I spent 145 days there because I failed two phases and I was there for four and a half months and that was one of those places where like you weren't guaranteed anything. Your success was solely based off of your ability to succeed and work and work with other people. Mm. So I learned a lot about myself as an individual, like my strengths and weaknesses, but also learned a whole lot about other people and how other people react and act when they're hungry, they're tired and they don't want to do it. And what does it take to lead those people and impact those people to follow you and make a decision when they're tired, hungry, and don't care? You know, because if you were put in a leadership position and that was your opportunity to pass that school, Mm -hmm. you had to to motivate and lead these people to follow you even when they didn't want to. So I learned a lot from that school. Um, I learned a lot building BPN in the early stages of also realizing it wasn't guaranteed, mm-hmm. you know, and there was no one coming to to help me to bail me out when when it was it was not working. Yeah, it solely relied on me becoming this Swiss Army pocket knife of learning the skills I had to, and I still do that today. Like if there's something that needs done, and I don't have someone that can do it, or I can't hire someone to do it fast enough, I'm gonna go learn it. I'm going to go read a book on it. You know, when I didn't have enough money to hire people, I taught myself coding. I taught myself graphic design. Anything I had to do, I became the Swiss Army pocket knife. And another pivotal point in my life was then as an infantry platoon leader in the Army and, you know, being responsible and having the opportunity to lead 40 soldiers and non-commissioned officers in the military. And what I learned most about that when I then transitioned back to the civilian sectors People put hard work on this pedestal. Mm -hmm. And it's like one of my biggest pet peeves. People talk about how hard they're working all the time. And 
the grind and the hustle. And I think it's just absolute bullshit. Where when I was in the military, I I would had I had this soldier. I had a bunch of really really good soldiers, non commissioned officers, mm-hmm. but I had a few, like my squad leader, Sergeant Parker, Sergeant Matthews, Sergeant Anderson, Sergeant First Class Menees, um, Sergeant Davis was my gunner, and I would watch him work on the tracks whenever I was going to sleep, uh, get his vehicles ready, talk to his soldiers, take care of his soldiers, and it was never it was never him working hard. It was never the grind or the hustle. It was just the standard he held himself accountable to. Mm-hmm. And it was just his obligation, his responsibility. And I learned a lot there because when I tr- left the military and I saw how people in society and the civilian population were always putting hard work on this pedestal, I, I never bought into that. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's you set this standard for yourself just like I've done with the business and everything else I do in my life. You set this standard for yourself. And that is your personal standard. It doesn't matter what Joe Schmo is doing or mm-hmm. what people on Instagram are doing. Um, you set your standard and you hold yourself to that. I think the BPN standard has been created years and years before than just a year and a half ago. Oh, I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it sounds like. And it's not like this revolutionary thing. Yeah. It's just doing the right thing. And that's what I love about it is it's, it, I think you the brand i can't say it enough it's just you just see the world how it should be through your perspective and you're gonna kind of gravitate towards people that share that view and kind of keep everyone else at arm's length that doesn't share that view but you know like deep down it's like look this is the standard that i operate at and i think because you take that approach that's why in nine years you're i don't even know what your revenue point is at this point in time but uh, it's definitely been worth that twenty thousand dollar initial loan right oh we yeah we've we've seen the return (laughs) a couple Um, times yeah but there's like you know to get to get from that point to this point yeah there's been so many wins and losses and successes and failures and there's been like sleepless nights where i thought i was gonna lose everything and then there's highs where you feel like you're on top of the world it's the fun of it, right? It's, it's like fun, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a roller coaster. It's like truly a roller coaster, and it's been the most rewarding like thing that like, if I if I were to die tomorrow, I would say I'm proud of 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 what we've done so far. Yeah. But at the same time, we're just get. I'd be sad in the fact that we're just getting started. Yeah, and I think that's exactly how we should all live our lives. Is you know each day capitalizing on it, maximizing, becoming as efficient as possible, saying, you know what, like, I'm not content, but I I can express gratitude for where I'm at right now, but I still want to go one more. Yeah. Like, people get confused with, like, some of the things that I do, like, physically online, where they think I want to be the fastest marathon runner. They think I want to be the strongest powerlifter and the biggest bodybuilder and go to the CrossFit Games and all this stuff. No, I just want to. I just want to improve. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to see myself like learn through the process of, of, of these different training models, you know, and same with business. Like I'll see competitors who, you know, maybe next year they're doing a whole lot better than us, yeah. but I know in five, to 10 years, they're not going to be in the same level of us anymore. Yeah. So it's those things of, I know where, I don't even say I, we know 
what we're doing and where we're heading. And we don't really care what everyone else is doing because we're so confident in what we're doing. I love that approach. Um, definitely want to be respectful of your time. I got five, the fast five here. Let's so hear there are five rapid-fire questions, one sentence, one word, answers. First one is, what's your go-to podcast? Is it the perform- Bear Performance Podcast, or is there another one you're listening to? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> right now I've been listening to a lot of Ben Greensfield, Okay. just because I've been listening to or learning about a whole lot of uh, health optimization stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's been my go-to as of right now. I also like how I built this love that I, I like that one as well from from a business standpoint storytelling yeah i actually last night totally tangent but ryan holiday and cal newport um just released one on the daily stoic that i think you would like about email efficiency oh dude, um, don't even get me started on emails man <laughs> email marketing is it's i didn't realize it's full potential early on vpn is in my inbox early and often so <laughs> email marketing is powerful very powerful I love it. Um, number two, I saw you're an avid reader out there. What's your favorite book that you've read in the past year? Favorite book? Um, Five Dysfunctions of a Team mm. is one. I also really liked Shoe Dog. Mm. Phil Knight. The, the Nike story. But Five Dysfunctions of a Team was one of those books that came to my life at the right time, the right moment when I needed it the most. Love it. Can't Can't argue with that. Number three is what's one thing you can't live without? One thing I can't live without is, I'm going to say strong greens. (laughs) (laughs) I love the plug. Great product. Number four, what's a quote you live by? Man, I live by a few. This is a layup. (laughs) Go on more and probably just as important. If it were easy, everyone would do it. I love it. I love the diversity there. Last one I got for you. What's your one word focus at this point in time? My one word focus, growth. Love it. Well, Nick, I want to share with you a story of how this even came to be real quick as we tie things up and just show you the impact of the book you were you wrote with the whole 25 hours a day, go on more. I was reading that at the time. Wyatt and I were just internet friends on social media. And I was training for a solo marathon at the start of the pandemic because I was like, gyms are closed, whatever. Like, I guess I'm going to try running this and I was gearing up to go for a longer run on the weekend and I was like I think I'll do like 15 miles and but I was reading your book at the same time and I was like screw it Nick Bear's going one more I'm going one more we're running 16 today and I actually run into Wyatt and his dogs on the the National Mall in DC and that was the first time we like met in person and that kind of was just this catalyst of us becoming really good friends and then I couldn't think of a better person to be working with you here at BPN. So when I found out that connection, I was like, hey, Nick actually brought us together. Any chance like we could sit down for this? So shout out to Wyatt for making this all happen. That's awesome. That's, it's crazy how the world works, man. I've had a, like a bunch of similar situations like that recently mm-hmm. where as big as the world is and as many things that are moving a million miles a minute, it always blows my mind how like connections – happen at the right place at the right time for a specific reason. Yeah. I love that. Well, again, I just want to appreciate you. I acknowledge you for kind of your outlook, your mentality. It definitely inspires me and I know it will inspire those listening in. Where can everyone tune it in, kind of keep up with everything you personal BPN and all that's going on? Yeah. So BPN site is BPN subs or bear performance nutrition.com. 
on YouTube, if you search Nick Bear, I'll either be shirtless running somewhere or <laughs> in like a lab coat in a manufacturing facility. And then our podcast is the Bear Performance Podcast. Uh, my book is 25 hours a day. And my personal website is nickbear.com. Love it, Nick. Appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the time to listen today. Nick embodies the forever athlete mentality of not being afraid to tap into his potential, even if it means physical pain in the present moment. Share this episode with a friend, family member, or teammate who could benefit from hearing Nick's message. We all grow further together. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life. One thought followed by one action at a time. I will see you all on Monday.